Punching Holes in the Darkness is a podcast by the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. It's an opportunity for pastors and leaders in Michigan churches to have their voices heard and to share how to best reach our mission field from Detroit to the Upper Peninsula. Well, welcome to our podcast. I'm Tim Patterson. I'm executive director here at the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. We want to welcome today uh, One Mission TV as our sponsor here at uh, Punching Holes in the Darkness podcast. They have been an invaluable partner with us since I've come here to uh, the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. What they effectively have done is they took all of our media resources and we put them together in this one neat package that One Mission TV takes care of. They're just doing an admirable job for us and have really taken us to a different level in our media work. Here's some things they've done for us. They've done web design, they can do logo design, designs for print materials, and of course, any kind of video presence and, and recording you'd like to do. And uh, they've really helped us enhance our online presence as they can for you. Great guys, great partners. You will be glad you have done this. They're really a one call media company and I think you'll be blessed by using One Mission TV. And friends, if you want to contact One Mission TV, you can do so at info at onemission.tv. That's info at onemission.tv. Now here's guest host, Dr. Tony Lynn, the BSCM State Director of Missions. Hey guys, this is Tony Lynn. I'm hosting this episode of Punching Holes in the Darkness. And today I'm glad to have one of my friends, Jason Lowen, with us. He is a church planter in Michigan who will be launching his new work uh, in 2021. Jason, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, Tony, thanks so much for uh, having me here today and being a part of this, uh, this podcast. So yeah, we're launching on uh, Valentine's Day. That's of great. 2021. So we're pretty excited <laughs> about that seven months out. You know, actually, the, the call for us, you know, to plant a church was, in a lot of ways, not something we were all, like, looking for or expecting. Uh, I thought I was going to be able to work remotely. Uh, we, had, we had been living in Denver, uh, my wife and three kids, and uh, I thought I was going to be able to work remotely. We knew God was calling us back here to Michigan. My wife's from Flint. Oh, terrific. And uh, and, and so we, we just moved. But in the process of, like, moving, like, a couple weeks before we moved, the plug got pulled, and I no longer have a job. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, but, but I knew that God was calling us uh, to Flint. And this is like the third or fourth time that God is like, hey, I got something for you. Don't worry if all the details aren't there. Like, yeah. I got you. And so it's one of those like steps of faith. Uh, Terrific. That we were just so confident that God was calling us back here. We didn't exactly know what that was going to look like. And, um, you know, fortunately, God was providing for us financially with the sale of our home. We knew that we could kind of float for a little bit while Great. figuring this out. And, Great. God provided a, a temporary job for me doing some like construction and uh, and then I got connected with Shea Prisk at Grumlaw Church, yes. which, uh, you know, I, I was looking for a vocational job uh, in ministry because that's, you know, I, that's where I spent the last like nearly 15 years. Yeah. And uh, in Flint, as I know, you're very well aware, there was like nothing available from, from a vocational, part time, full time. It's super yes. dry. Yes. Uh, and and so I, I just made a list of like the 30 churches that had like reasonable websites that look like philosophically that they would line up with, with where I was standing. And, uh, and, and I just call after call after call, like within days leading up to the weeks leading up to the move. And the only church that picked up their phone 
was Grumla Church, which really? I didn't realize at the time. Wow. They were only like five months old. And so wow. if you're a five month old church plant, you pick up every phone call, <laughs> you know, for lots, of, lots of reasons. Yeah. Right? yeah. A new uh, family, possibly. Yeah, yeah. It could Let's be a new family, older. could yeah. be a, maybe a, a yeah. donor, a supporting yeah. church. Yeah. Like, you know, it could be someone just asking questions, but you're going to pick right. up your phone. And so right. had a great conversation uh, with Shay uh, within the first, like, actually, I think I was actually driving the moving truck that when I had crazy. my first conversation with Shay. Uh, and then, I mean, we just kind of like, you know, bond of brothers, right? I mean, we just that, like kindred spirit. That is fantastic. Just hit it off right away. Uh, I started going to Grumlaw. We were planning on going and checking out other churches, but both of my wife and I, like in the middle of that service, the first time we were there, we were like, this is going to be our church home. Wow. Um, and our kids loved it. You know, uh, one, of, one of the wins for the yes. Grumlaw Kids Ministry is that, yes. that the, the kids begged their parents to come back the yes. next week. And yeah. that was yeah. absolutely it. Wow. And, uh, and so we ended up just connecting, started volunteering, jumping in. You know, getting plugged in, still looking for that vocational yes. job. At that point, I knew that Grumla was only yeah. five months old. I was like, yeah. no way in heck that I'm going to be able to get a job here at Grumla. Right. I'd love it, but not possible. And then, uh, I don't know, probably about a month or two after we'd been going there, had Shay and Andrea over to our house uh, yeah. for dinner. And That's Shay great. asked us the question that changed our lives. Okay. He's like, Jason, have, have, Jason, have, you, have you guys ever thought about planning a church? I like I mean, we, we had thought about it, like in the process of moving yeah. back to Flint, as I mentioned, like, yeah. like there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of stuff going on from in right. the church world. Right. And so the thought had crossed our mind, but at the same time, we're like, we're packing and getting ready to move. So like church planning, not exactly on top right. of our, like, right. you know, thought process. So, right. um, he's like, okay, well, I, she's like, I, I want you guys to pray about it every day until God gives you an answer. Man. That was bold, wasn't it? Yeah, super bold. Yeah, it was. Uh, so really appreciate Shay and just his leadership in that. Yeah. And, then, and then within three weeks, both Laura and I were like, that's it. That's why God called us to move back to Flint was to plant a church. That is terrific. And then uh, it was kind of like the silent treatment for a while uh, yes. from God. Because, you know, the next question yeah. you ask, yeah. you're, you're like, okay, God's calling us to plant a right. church. Where? Right. Where, right. where? Where are the next steps? Uh, what, what's yeah. the zip code? Yeah. Where, you know, where basic location? And mm -hmm. we knew we knew we were supposed to be in Flint, uh, somewhere in Flint. We just didn't know where. And it was like probably three months of not getting an answer. And we were like getting frustrated. And then one day, uh, Laura was, was driving home and it was not an audible, but right. like heard right. from God. Yeah. Laura, you're asking the wrong question. Hmm. Like, oh, okay. Well, what's the right question? Where would you, what city, where would you wake up every single day and be passionate to serve the people of that city? Oh, that's terrific. And immediately we knew the answer. It was Flint Township. Flint Township. Yeah. Because uh, Laura was born and raised in Flint Township. Mm -hmm. Her mom still lives there. Actually, her mom just got elected as a trustee uh, in Flint Township. I saw that on Facebook yeah. just recently. So super excited about that. Yeah. 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 So, uh, and her dad was a was a football coach and a teacher there for like two oh decades. My. Oh my. So just a ton of like family history and investment there. Yes. So that immediately we knew that's where God was calling us to plant a church. That is simply crazy. I mean, I think most people probably think there's like these long relationships that, you know, stream through, you know, church planters and connecting and for that to be such a spontaneous, random thing. And that God bring you all the way back to Laura's hometown, mm -hmm. be able to get into a church that passionately wants to multiply mm -hmm. for Shay to have the boldness uh, out of Grumlaw Church to put that to you after knowing you some months. And, you know, I was and, there. And Grumlaw is only like six, seven months old yeah, at that point when he's asking yeah. me this question. And he's already trying to multiply and asking you. He I, Obviously, he just knows that in some way the Lord was in all of that. And I see the evidence of that all the time with the focus that you and Laura have on your minds. In fact, I, I tell you what, tell us about your family. Tell us yeah. the names and the ages and the children. Just sure. give everybody a description. Yeah. So as I mentioned, my wife's Laura. Um, we've been married for 13 years this summer. 
Right. Uh, we have a 10-year-old, Landon, uh, a nine-year-old, Charlotte, and then a seven-year-old, Aiden. Um, so just just awesome kids. That's great, sure. man. That's great. Now, now, I know Flint because I was born in 59. I was born in Flint Township, um, right near McLaren Hospital for those that live locally up there. And so it's it's really... Uh, been a part of my prayer life ever since I've been in this role of helping church planners to see somebody go up there and open up. And when you told me the news that you are actually going to f- focus on Flint, Flint Township, I was absolutely thrilled. So tell us about the name, the vision, and um, why that became a part of what you guys want to do. How's that kind of taken on flesh? Yeah, it's uh, it's been quite the journey. And also as soon as we knew Flint Township, at that point we were living uh, in, on the edge of like Burton and Davison, yeah. uh, we bought a home from a family friend. But as soon as we knew Flint Township, we, we were like, okay, we got to get our kids transferred into a Flint Township school. Yes. Uh, we need to move. Wow. And we had just moved in there like just over a year ago. <laughs> I this remember point. that. And like moving's <laughs> not again. fun. <laughs> yeah, I remember um, that. But we knew that, hey, if, if God's in this, yes. he's going to, and we knew mm-hmm. he was, like he's going to provide someone to buy our house. He's going to open up a great deal. Uh, for us, for us to get new eyes, and like there was some definitely some financial lessons that God was sure. personally teaching us sure. in in those times. Um, you know, having moved from Denver, yes. uh, where the the housing market is like crazy oh, high, to Flint, my. where it's like a more like modest, like right, you know, right. uh, cost of living. Right. Um, and so we did. We put our house up on the market. We got our, actually our kids were at uh, Faithway, which was a okay. Christian school. Okay. That was at Faith Tabernacle, which was actually mm-hmm. the church that Laura got saved in. You are kidding. So That's that was a, kind of a cool, like, yeah. just a little touch point to you know Laura's history. It is. Um, and so we 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 moved uh, into Flint Township. God just opened up this great home for us to be in. It's an incredible neighborhood. Um, we, we, we knew that Flint Township is a very, very diverse, yes. uh, city. Yes. Um, and like, it's actually probably about 52, 53% black, about mm-hmm. 49, 50% mm-hmm. white. And then the rest mm-hmm. is like Middle Eastern mixed, right. mixed a few others. Right. Um, and so we knew like our, our commitment early on is we wanted our staff and our stage to reflect our community because we want this to be a church for the community. Yes. And so we knew that like right away. Uh, planning out a Grumlaw, which uh, at the time was like predominantly white. Yeah. Uh, that that was something that we were going to be very intentional about. Right. Uh, and, and so like this this whole process of us moving, I mean, there's so many things that happen. Like our kids, get we transferred them into Randall's Elementary School. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and while they're there, definitely the minority at the school. And, mm-hmm. they're, they're, and you know this from being from Flint, right? There's yes. like 38,000 kids that live in the city of Flint yeah. and only about 2,500 actually go to a school in, yes. in the city of Flint because yes. the rest of them are all closed. Yes. And so yeah. most of the students from the city of Flint are, are in the Carmen Ainsworth district, which is mm-hmm. the primary district that Flint is in Flint Township. Right. And so, uh, you know, getting our kids transferred in there, it was, um, it, it wasn't a culture shock for them. It was a culture shock for us, our kids. Right. I mean, like seven, nine and 10, they're like, this is just school. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's right. Okay. School is school. Um, and, uh, and, and, and I say it was a culture shock for us. Uh, what I mean by that is that our, our kids, when they, when they got in there, like they experienced some intense bullying. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and, and, and that was really hard for us. Yeah. Uh, it's coming yes. from a Christian school. Um, and even being out in Denver, sure. Um, just the, the demographics there, right. it wasn't something that like bullying happened, but not right. really. Right. I think because there's a lot of like the lower socioeconomic, mm-hmm. uh, kids that were coming now to the Flint township schools, like 
that the bullying that our kids experienced was just like heartbreaking for me as a dad. Yeah. Uh, but that honestly, that pushed us to refine the vision of union. Right. Um, and so I, I was like, man, we got to do something about this. What are we going to do? I, I don't mm-hmm. know. Well, I guess I'm a pastor. I got lots of flexibility. I can go mm-hmm. actually do something. That's right. That's right. So I went into the school and said, hey, like I can help. I know there's some problems that during recess, which is where most of the bullying happens. Right. Like be happy to come in, you know, a couple of days a week or every day, whatever you need. Sure. So they were like, are you serious? We, we need something. They hired wow. me. You are kidding Yeah, me. so I'm technically an employee of the <laughs> district right now. I'm not getting paid a lot, but, you know, like enough to yes. keep me coming back. Yeah. Um, and uh, just got building relationship with the teachers and with oh, the, the students. And just this vision began being born in our minds right. that, that if, if we could invest in the lives of the teachers yes. and the students, yes. uh, that, that we would see like this generational impact. I mean, ultimately, yeah. we wanted to share the gospel with them. Yes. Yeah. Um, but man, we, we can create a, a model of a church that instead of the model of church being come and see, right. is go and tell. Exactly. Right. And so, yeah. you know, a lot of churches and, and no fault at all, but right. just the model of come and see is, hey, like, you know, come to come to our building, come see our programs. Like, right. and we'll tell you about the gospel. And this right. is the primary training ground, you know, right. at our small groups or whatever. But but for us, what we're seeing is, man, if we can we can train, we can develop gospel advancing leaders mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to go into the schools yes. and serve the teachers, yes. serve the students, yes. and share the gospel as they're developing relationships. Yes. Uh, that That's where we're gonna see the, the multiplication and growth in the context of those relationships. And then it might take 18 months, but eventually right. Those, right. those teachers and the families we reach will be able to start coming to our church. Friends, I want to introduce to you one of our new partners. It is GuideServe. They are our financial partner who helps us take care of all of our nickels and noses, so to speak. Uh, GuideServe is an outsourced accounting partner for our Baptist State Convention of Michigan. Uh, GuideServe provides professional accounting solutions to churches and ministries all across the country. And they offer, they truly offer some comprehensive accounting and payroll solutions to organizations ranging from a just beginning church plant to large churches and expansive ministries. And listen, if you'd like to know more about them, you can visit their website at guideserve.com or send them an email at info at guideserve.com. And by the way, if you mention BSCM, uh, when you do, it'll be a benefit to us as well. So. Welcome our new partner, Guideser. For us, what we're seeing is, man, if we can, we can train, we can develop gospel advancing leaders mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to go into the schools yes. and serve the teachers, yes. serve the students, yes. and share the gospel as they're developing relationships, yes. uh, that that's where we're going to see the, the multiplication and growth in the context of those relationships. And then it might take 18 months, but eventually right. those right. those teachers and the families we reach will be able to start coming to our church. I, um, I agree with what you're saying because, um, because I, again, being from Flint, knowing Flint well, the diversity, as you explained, uh, culturally, linguistically, in color, uh, the diversity up there causes there to be a separation in a lot of people's lives. So the school offering education to the children then brings those families together for conferences, events, concerts, whatever. And so you're right. If you can work with the school and they can see, you know, your church, the church being a blessing to them, 
then they see that as a partnership. So that's that's really genius to do that. Now, tell us about the name of the church yeah. and how you would describe its essential ministry. You know, if you got a tagline, whatever, tell yeah, us about that. For sure. So uh, the name is Union Church, okay. uh, Union Flint. So uh, Grumlaw Church, the church, our sending church, right? I mean, obviously a super unique name. Right. Uh, Grumlaw is located in the city of Grand Blanc. And uh, Grand Blanc, when it was originally like settled by the by the Native Americans, was called Grumlaw. They called the area Grumlaw, right? Yeah, yeah. And then it wasn't until the the white Frenchmen, mm-hmm. who were significantly larger yes. than the Native Americans, <laughs> they came in, and so the Native Americans just called a, the large Frenchman Grand Blanc. <laughs> and so that's the way, where the name got changed to. And so like. The way I describe Grumlaw's name and where it comes from yes. is we want to be so invested in our city. Yeah. It's as if we've always been here. That's right. Great. Uh, and so Shay, like, I, and I love his passion for like wanting to find something from yes. like historically from the yes. city yeah. uh, that, that was meaningful and mm-hmm. can kind of tie into that mm-hmm. as far as the name. And so Shay kept, I kept coming with like these different name ideas yeah. Yeah. that we thought were cool or, you know, meaningful yes. or whatever, but like. Typically, they, none of them, none of those ideas really had much tie right. to the city of Flint, and so he just kept pushing us. Jason, that that's okay, but I don't think it's the right one. Jason, yeah. that's good, but it's not great. Like you can, mm-hmm. and so just really kept digging and digging and digging into Flint's history. And uh, what what really what really stood out to us was the sit down strikes. Yes, you know yeah. from from yeah. early yeah. on, right? Yes, uh, and yeah. and those sit down strikes. There was so much stuff that happened in there, and that in a lot of ways. That's where like the auto unions really mm-hmm. took shape. I mean, they mm-hmm. had been formed a little bit before the sit down strike, but that's right. really where they, they took did. shape. And, uh, and, and, and really the, the idea of the unions being for the people of Flint, yes. protecting the people of Flint, yeah. providing for the people. I mean, yeah. that, so that, that's in a lot of ways, like historically like where it came from. Yeah. And uh, within our church, uh, within the building of our church, we're gonna have like a little cafe and we're gonna actually we're gonna call it Ray Cook's Cafe, um, and and the story behind that is that uh, right right across from the the main uh, facility that that was part of this the sit down strike, there was a diner called Ray Cook's, mm-hmm. and every single day for lunch and dinner, the people at Ray Cook's Cafe they they would bring food for free mm. to the to the people on strike, wow. and I was like, man, like that's just so thinking cool. That's so good. Union Church and our uh, like our vision, like what yes. we're really focused on is. It's to bring healing to a broken city mm. by developing gospel advancing leaders mm. so that the hope of Jesus transforms every corner of Flint Township. That's and, and then again, the corner that we're going to focus on yes. is the schools. That is great. Yeah, so we're, great. we're pretty yeah. excited about what we've got. I love it. I love it. Well, hey, listen, let me let me kind of come to the end of this uh, uh, episode and, and ask you if you would uh, maybe give us two or three uh, things that are on your heart mm-hmm. that if whether it's people, it's resources, it's funding. What is it, you know, because we're talking months out there now, yep. February 2021. So what are some things that people can pray over and maybe even offer? So go ahead and share with us. For sure. So I, I appreciate you asking that. Um, you know, uh, just, just tell a, a quick short story that, that leads to kind of one of the one of the big needs we have. Um, one of the things that Laura and I have been doing, as I mentioned, we, we've been praying and asking God, like, raise up the right leaders for staff yes. and stage. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, and and so, I mean, just to be quite frank, we. Laura and I made, we're, we're white. Mm-hmm. Uh, we made a list of like all the godly black men that we knew yes. that would do a really good job as, as uh, we were going to call him our connections pastor, connections right. director. Right. And uh, so I just called one after another, after another, after another, and say, yeah. hey, would you pray about it? They're all like, yeah, I totally willing to pray about it. 
And then one after another was like, man, I'm not called to Flint. I'm not equipped to do the work of ministry or I'm not called uh, to to be a pastor. And just got no after no after Mm. no after no. And then we're we're out at Texas Roadhouse. Uh, Someone gave us a gift card and uh, brought our family out there. And my my wife and two of her kids uh, were heading to the car. I was going to go pay the bill because, you know, it was one of those meals when you got young (laughs) kids. It was like, we're not going to wait for the waitress. We're just going to go pay the bill. That's right. And uh, so as I'm I'm walking out with, uh, I don't know which kid it was, but I'm walking with our, our third kid. And Laura's sitting there in the lobby. She hadn't even gone to the car yet. And hmm. she's chatting with someone. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. She's like, Jason, come here. you got to meet this guy. This is Terrence. Terrence? Okay, cool. So Terrence is a guy that Laura went to middle school and high school with. Oh, my. Graduated through the Carmen Ainsworth District. Uh, within the first two minutes of the conversation, Laura mentioned we're planning a church. Mm-hmm. He's so intrigued by that. He's like, you got to <laughs> tell me more. Long story short, within two weeks. After a couple conversations, he's like, I'm going to move my wife and six kids from Pittsburgh oh back to Flint to help gosh. you guys plant this oh church. Oh, my. Oh, my. So wow. one of our needs. Uh, That's fantastic. We, we need people and churches to, yes. to rally around, come alongside us. Yep. Um, ultimately, I'd love to be able to bring him on full time. Yes. Uh, yes. Right now, we're just going to bring him on part time. Right. Uh, he's, he's able to work remotely. So praising That's God cool. for that. Um, but I'd love to be able to bring him on part time as our connections pastor. That is great. Um, the, the, the other the other piece of it is we got uh, we got this this guy Jerome mm-hmm. uh, who is actually a worship leader at uh, at three other churches. Wow! Um, and he he can lead full gospel, uh, but he can also lead like more of a contemporary like white right. worship. Right. So super diverse in his yes. skill set. Um, and, and again, like we're going to bring yes. him on part time. He, he is super, super. And oh, it was so one of those like situations where like God blew our mind <laughs> with, with like his heart to, yes. to want to help us out, uh, with this. Cause that's really what it is. Yeah. He's helping us yes. out. Yes. Um, and, but, but he knows so much of the church culture oh, that exists terrific. within Flint. And so yes. just an incredible resource from that oh, standpoint. That's great. You know, uh, part part of my vision that, that God gave me personally, just in regards to like networking, right. is, is to see Flint, the greater Flint area, become one of the most effective gospel advancing cities in North America. I like, agree. I want to see missionaries come out of, come I out of Flint. I want to see church planners. Like, I, 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 I want to see, like, when people say Flint, instead of saying, oh, bad water or crime yeah. or poverty, it's like, yes. did you hear about what God just did coming out of Flint? Like, that's what I want to see hit the national news. I agree. And and, uh, and I think that's only going to happen when the churches of Flint behave like the church, behave yes. like the bride of Christ yeah. is supposed to behave like. And so to have a guy like Jerome yeah, uh, is going to be going to be pretty, pretty incredible. So yes. from from uh, as far as what do we need, man, we yeah. need churches. We need people to come alongside us yes. and, and help us be able to provide financially okay. so that so that we can pay these guys, yes. Uh, you yes. know, because I mean, obviously we, I, I cannot expect that they're going to be able to just do this for free. And, right. and, and I'd love to be able to pay them at some point full time. Right. So that, you know, we can, we can go further faster yeah. with, with the right resources. I mean, cause you, you have uh, skills at construction and you, you're bivocational. Mm-hmm. And so uh, for you to do this and be able to take off and walk with these guys at yeah. the, uh, at the inception at the beginning of the church would be terrific. So I think that's a great thing for our listeners to know. And so if people want to respond by helping either financially, in prayer, or maybe even coming and joining your core team, maybe they will feel a call to come and be a part of Union Church Flint. Uh, how would you like them to get a hold of you? Yeah, uh, my email is honestly the probably the best way to get a hold of me. So it's jason.lowen at unionflint.com. Uh, J-A-S-O-N dot Lowen, L-O-E-W-E-N at unionflint.com. Okay. So yeah, send me an email. We'd, uh, we'd honestly, we'd love for for anyone and everyone to, to come and join us. We're, we're super excited. Actually, 
one of a praise. Uh, God provided a building for free for us to be able to use. Um, so, I mean, God's providing left and right. Oh, His hand great. is all over that's this thing. Great, and yeah. we are just super, super excited to see what God's going to do. I'm extremely excited for you. And I tell you, um, I, I think you've proven the fact just by just this brief testimony of what God has done with you and Laura and your family and uh, others coming to join you with that sense of call and determination. So it's been a blessing. And so I want to thank you for taking time to be a part of our uh, conversation of punching holes in the darkness in Michigan. And that's what we want to do. We want to, we want to bring the light of Jesus Christ to the schools, to the families, to the people within our community that they might know Jesus Christ. Jason, thank you so much. Yeah, for sure, Johnny. Thanks. This has been Punching Holes in the Darkness, a podcast from the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. If you have liked this episode, please rate us and leave a review. That will help others to find us and enjoy these conversations too. And if you subscribe, you will be notified when new episodes are available. Join us next time as we help Michigan churches punch holes in the darkness.